Hello, welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How we doing, Rob? Pretty good. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, sir. Same to you. Yep. I don't know when this is going to air, but this is our last show before Thanksgiving. So yep. for the listeners, happy belated Thanksgiving. Yep. Any uh, any special plans? Uh, well, first of all, this episode is going to be on uh, oil floors. So I'll get, we'll circle back to that. Um, my wife is going to make me a pumpkin pie, and that's all I care about. That, I always say Judy's a great cook, and she is a great cook. But last Thanksgiving, man, I said, all I want is a pumpkin pie. And she she made a pumpkin pie with store-bought crust. And she's, that's not like her at all, man. And I'm like, and I'm always, I always tell her everything is great. And it is great. She always is a great cook. But um, she goes, did, did you like the pie? I go, yeah. I said, but. I, you didn't make real crust. I mean, I'm, that's not like you. She goes, oh man, you noticed that? I go, yeah, and of course I noticed that. She goes, I'm sorry. I, I said, well, you don't have to apologize, whatever. But anyhow, so this year she's going to make me a pecan, or not a pecan pie. God, I love pecan pie. Do I love pecan pie? Holy smokes. But she's going to make me a, a pumpkin pie, which is probably my second favorite pie. I didn't know you were a pecan pie guy. Oh, do I love pecan pie? All right, I'm going to have Pauline make and I'll send you one. Are you kidding me? Swear to God. Oh, man. Swear to yeah. God. Going to do she, it. She makes a good one? Yeah. Okay. Oh. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of the pecan pie. Oh, man, I love okay? it. Okay. It's okay. You know, but um, some people in my family are big fans of it and they just, they lose it over Pauline's. What's your tell uh, Judy? Tell Judy it's not a you know competition. It's no, just yeah. Pauline found a decent recipe and mm. she does a real good one. What, real what, good. what what's your favorite pie? Banana cream. <laughs> That's not a real pie. That is a real pie, absolutely. Uh, and every Thanksgiving and Christmas. I make banana cream pie for the family. Everybody, look, showstopper, showstopper. I'm going to shut up then because your 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 spaghetti was off the charts. So if you say you make a good pie, I'm not going to doubt you. Your your spaghetti was incredible. All right, Judy's got to make you. Uh, Judy makes an incredible pie. Her uh, cheesecake. I don't even like cheesecake. Her cheesecake is absolutely incredible as is her cherry pies. So anyhow, that's it. All so right. did she make you a whole turkey and all that stuff? Or is just, just no. pumpkin pie when you said I just want pumpkin pie? No, that's all I'm getting. I should have been more specific, huh? <laughs> um, no, we're there going over. Go. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. We're going over a friend's house uh, this year for Thanksgiving. So, and there's just the two of us. So no point in making a, if we're going to do that, making a turkey that'll hang around for a long time. So, so what are you going to bring? Mashed potatoes. Okay. They, get, yeah. they gave you something to do? Uh, well, Judy's making mashed potatoes. I told her I was going to help. There's like 20 people going to be there. So it's a lot of mashed potatoes. But uh, so there you go. There's it. Perfect. It, 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 good Irish uh, butter in them is the key. 20 people. That's it's a lot. That's a big Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So um, I got a lot of information in my head. And uh, I didn't want to waste it. Oh, we know that. I had to do a presentation on um, 
on um, UV cured oil floors and how to maintain them and stuff like that. So I broadened the, it's a kind of a narrow lane to put someone like me in. I got a lot of information. Somebody so, like you. Yeah. Yeah. So I opened it up to uh, a lot, a little bit different. So we'll I'll just kind of go with that. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw out everything I know about these floors. I'm going to give a shout out to Carl Mattingly, uh, who's an inspector in California. I asked him uh, a question. He responded. And I'll, I'll share that information with you as well. Okay. So oil floors. Um, it's interesting because oil floors, the technology really dates back to the 1800s. I told you in the last episode, my wife and I were, uh, we had lunch in this hotel. It's 190 year old, the original floors. And I'm sure that those floors back in those days were probably a linseed oil. Mm -hmm. uh, linseed oil would get, you know, it's a really thin uh, product that we get right down the natural product. We get right down into all the, all the uh, pores of the wood, fill the pores of the wood. And then likely they would have they would have hand waxed the floors with beeswax on top of them. And that was that was technology and they, they did a the fantastic job it was a lot of upkeep. But where I came to know oil floors was like in the 1990s. And I remember the first generation that came over was um, like a, a single single component. Uh, your your uh, uh, hard oil wax floors. And they dried by oxygen. That's how they dried. So they took a long time to dry. And um, they didn't really hold up to chemical spills and water very well. And I'm, I'm an early adopter. You know, I, I, I jumped on this pretty quick because I like the idea. One of the benefits of these floors, floors is you're actually, there's not a surface film on top of it. Like if you take a, like a polyurethane floor, there's like, like an umbrella on top of the floor, like a surface on top of the floor. Whereas uh, these floors, you, you're, the oil is just, it, it, it goes into all the pores of the wood and you're just, you, and it fills the pores and you're just walking on that natural product. Very low sheen, very sexy look, right? I got away, we kind of got away from it after a short amount of time back then because of the issues that I talked about. I didn't feel like, also I felt like I was educating the whole world on how to now walk on your hardwood floors because that's the way they did it in Europe. Um, and because of the, Took a long time to dry and cure and all these other things. So and wait a wait a minute. You were educating your customers back in California that you were doing these floors for. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, you have to. I mean, that's what, well. I'll get into that later. But this these floors require some education up front. So shortly thereafter, uh, somebody. So well, somebody. The reason why hard oil wax came about, to my knowledge, anyhow. If somebody figured out how to take the wax and the uh, and the oil and mix them together in one in one uh, one go instead of you know using the oil and putting the wax behind it, okay. But then they came out with the two components. Now the two components were interesting to me because they they dried by two different ways. They dried by oxygen, like the like the single components, but they also dried by um, by um, uh, a chemical reaction, usually an isocyanate. I hear you breathing. Are you breathing? No, no. Okay. I'm actually holding my breath. Okay, because I, I can't hear you breathing. It's weird. It's bugging me. Um. So. So. Uh, <laughs> um. Breathing bugs me, Rob. You're yeah. breathing, staining me. life. 
is annoying me. One time when I was about 13 years old, I was, I was, uh, my brother and I was, we're going to go, we lived in a small town in Kentucky. We were going to go downtown, which is not much of a down. <sighs> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> One time we were, um, we were kids living in Kentucky. I was 13 years old. We put my brother, my brother at about 15 or 16. We were walking downtown. And he looks over at me and he goes, walk on the other side of the sidewalk. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, you heard me walk on the other side of the sidewalk. We're, we're going together downtown, the same place. I go, why? He said, because you're too fat. <laughs> Just All right. Bro. Just some brotherly love there. Yeah, absolutely. You got to love that. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, mom said I was husky. So, you know, anyhow. <laughs> so anyhow, um, so um, then did you have to shop in the husky section? I did. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that, that's yeah. where you and I probably met. Yeah. As soon as my mom said, Wayne, these will fit you. They're size husky. That was yeah. it for my brothers. Husky. My yeah. brothers would never let that go. Oh, where, 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 where's Husky at? <laughs> where's Husky? Hey, Husky. You know, there's, you see, they don't do that to kids anymore. No, there is no Husky section. No, isn't there? Uh, no, I've been uh, to clothing stores now. They, hmm. there's no Husky. Well, there is for the big guys, big, you know, big, big men. and tall. Yeah. Big and tall or, you know, big section. But mm -hmm. I think they've even taken those signs down. You got to kind of look for that stuff. Mm, okay. But yeah. those signs were up when we were kids. Husky sex. Oh, absolutely they were. Over here, Chunky. Yeah. Yeah. Step yeah. right up. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Not only are you going to shop here, but we're going to put a big sign up mm -hmm. to say you're very yeah. large and you can't shop with the normal kids. We'll traumatize you right off the bat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is a scale. All right. So um, then they came out the two components, and the two components were interesting because they did they took they dried in two different ways. They dried by oxygen, but they also dried by the chemical reaction was usually an isocyanate. But they held up the chemicals much better. They hold up the spills much better. And uh, then I then now was in. All right. I liked I, that was a that was a cool look. I liked everything about that and whatever. Um, but then wait, what was wait, it? wait, before you okay. get cranking here. Okay. So when you first did oil floors, mm -hmm. what was that? Like nineties? It was in the nineties. Yeah. Early nineties. So in the nineties, you had to put the oil down and then put a coat of wax on top. No, 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 no. Cause, cause that, when they, when they came over here, someone had figured out how to put the oil and the wax together to come out with this product. So you oh, no okay. longer, you All no right. longer had to put the linseed oil down first and then come up behind it with wax. So after they come out with the two components, they came out with the UV cured uh, uh, oil floors. Now be aware that when they introduce that process, they introduce acrylic into the mix. Now acrylic is one of the major components that's added to like a, a, a urethane finish. So sometimes they can have more of a surface film look to them you know what i mean almost like a polyurethane look some depending on how much acrylic they put in the floor 
and um, the UV cured them, which is nice because you don't you're you're not introducing that they 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 they're cured right away when you install them, and um, um, sometimes a little tougher to touch up, and so that was my introduce introduction to these type of floors. Now, I'm going to go over everything that can go wrong with one of these floors. Okay. Okay. And it's not to say there's anything bad about them, but, and I, and I, like I said, I talked to an inspector about this. And I said, I said, here, I, I'm going to give you my two cents. He, he gave me his two cents. And this is my list of what can go wrong with these type of floors. And, and I do this to keep you out of trouble. Okay. Wait a minute. Yes, sir. Now you said you were in a very narrow lane here. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about UV cured oil floors or correct natural oil uv cured not like craft oil 2k no you're well, not talking those products i'm going to talk okay i'm glad you said that because now i'm going to go back into oil floors in general okay what can okay. go wrong with oil floors in general okay yeah All i'm right. kind of like a traffic cop with you you, you are yeah. yeah yeah i gotta i gotta yeah, her, her, you're almost like, like a, a collie dog, a border like a collie. a sheep herder. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Like Joseph. Yeah. Put me back in my lane. Exactly. There exactly. you go. Because I thought we were, you were just, and I was thinking to myself, why are we picking such a narrow subject here of UV cured oil floors? I didn't even know there was UV cured oil floors. Well, and I think maybe, maybe it's confusing because that's what I was asked to speak about. Okay. And so now I opened it up to <laughs> so the, yeah. out of everything that you could have talked yeah. about in the wood floor industry, mm -hmm. the Wayne Highlander, mm -hmm. the Wayne Highlander. Yeah. That's what they want you to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Very did you random. Say, did you say anything like, well, I wanted to say, well, how about if I just talk about satin finish, <laughs> applying satin finish? but I, I rolled with it. So, okay, this is what can go wrong, okay? Let's hear and this, it. This is over like 20 years of, of, of research for the inspector and, and all, it always, and here's the bottom line. It almost always comes down to maintenance, okay? But I'm gonna give you number one. And number one is at the point of sale, okay? Where you have the homeowner in front of you, and uh, you don't explain that these are not no maintenance floors, but they're they're you know some maintenance floors is is involved with these products. Okay, you really need I think you need to have that conversation. Okay, now because the look, let, let's say, and I think here's what could happen. Let's say you're at a retail store, homeowner comes in, she sees that stain sample, she goes, oh my gosh, the three by three looks beautiful. Can I take it home and put it next to my cabinets? You sure can. Comes back. Yes, this is beautiful. This is what we want. Why would a sales rep say then, no, let me talk you out of that. You know what I mean? If someone is giddy over a product, I mean, why do you want to get in the way of that? But I think that's a time you really do need to have that conversation. Look, mm -hmm. beautiful floor. I want to just educate you as I would with any of our products on these type of floors. Okay. All right. Now, number two. Wait. Yes, sir. Before you get into number two. I'm going to take you a step further because it's definitely something that I talk about in training. Um, you know, we got our Bonacraft oil, awesome product. 
everybody loves it easy to work with all that good stuff but i do tell people at our trainings listen part of the sale that goes with this whether you're selling it or they're asking for it is to talk about the maintenance program and what is going to be required and i said and on top of that you got to have a number in your head so when the homeowner says well what's that going to cost me you got to have that right then and there you can't be like oh well wait a minute you know let me do some so i think you got to have that number whether it's a square foot or by the room or whatever you got to have that maintenance cost in your head you got to know what those maintenance products going to cost you how much what's the labor and all that and have a good solid number so there's no fooling around where if you said to somebody hey it might require maintenance you know to some people that would be like oh you're going to come in rub something on the floor and walk out yeah good point that's the second one today folks yeah, you're gonna roll three and you you get the prize so three and i get to leave stay tuned all right number two I'm going to say is amnesia is that you absolutely had that discussion with the homeowner and it went out the window. So I think therefore it's a, it's a good idea. And maybe even after the install, Hey, here's your floors. We're installed. We're done. Now, let me walk you through the maintenance program. We always have everybody sign off on it. It makes you understand if you have any questions, you know, now's the time to ask whatever, but get a signature on it. Wow. So they, they don't come back with it. Cause I think there are with this type of product, I think sometimes there is buyer's remorse where they will say, you know what? And I'll get into this later, but you know what? Um, what used to be a low, very low sheen, a beautiful low sheen can turn into lifeless and dull down the road. You know what I mean? <laughs> so just be aware and we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. Lifeless and dull. That's the name of my auto autobiography. I, we just came up with a, Great name for my autobiography when I there finally get around to writing it. Yes, Rob Johnson, my life. Life, lifeless and dull. dull. <laughs> Anything but Rob. Um, number three is install at the time of installation, uh, using blue tape. Um, when you pull the blue tape off, these floors have oil in them, obviously, and sometimes it pulls the oil off as well, and it can leave tape line tape lines on the floor. So you definitely want to be using uh, straps when you're doing these floors. And uh, a lot of times adhesives have what we call memory. So if you, you put the plank in the adhesive, then you slide it into place, it keeps wanting to slide back to where you first put the, the, the adhesive in. Um, now, as a side note, bone adhesive has no, has no memory, Ooh. right? All right, you see, I was able to work. This is the only time I'll be able to work in adhesive. I was just about to jump on that this whole presentation all right all right number four and this is interesting to me uh and this is very uh, common occurrence where sometimes you'll you'll install the floor the builder rolls out ram board on the floor to protect it right and they'll say ram board's breathable or whatever and after a month and a half or two months of the ram board being down the ram board's pulled off and a lot of times that though that ram board dries out dries out the year the uh the oil in the floor and can give it can kind of be like an like a dry look to it okay so that's a bad way to start off on the floor of your brand new floor does the oil uh, attach itself to the ram board no i think like it's a so wick 
No, I think it. I think that, and sometimes like there's there's heating vents that are that are that get under there or whatever, and it doesn't allow the floor to breathe so much, and it, it just um, can rob the you know kind of rob the uh, floor of its oils. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now, how is this for a conversation? Okay, your floor is done. Pull the ram board up. I'm going to need another eight thousand dollars to uh, to <laughs> apply another coat of oil to your floor. Okay, so when we talk that about expectations, that sounds like a great conversation. Yeah, yeah, let's get into that one. So, uh, but let's say it's a white floor or a gray floor, and um, and that happens. You're starting out with uh, with a lot of not not enough oil on the floor. You know, it would be a quick one coat process to put it on there, but I hate when that's like someone saying you just do a light sanding. You know, what I mean, there's no such thing. It's you know, it's still time and energy and money and cost. So, uh, so there's that on the installation. Um, Wait a minute. Yes, sir. So we're going to tell the builder, listen, you know, you might have worked with wood floors before, like wood floor contractors and everything, <laughs> but now we definitely have to be the last person to get away from that ram board and covering those floors up. I think it's a, it's a good conversation to have, and I think I certainly want to put somebody on notice. Say, look, I, I'm just going to shoot you straight here. Um, it's a very common practice for people to put ram board down, but when you go with this type of floor, it's a possibility doesn't happen all the times that uh, you may, this may occur. Okay. Just to put them on notice that, you know, you don't want to, nobody wants to go back up to somebody to ask for more money and what have you, even though you're looking out after the homeowner. Um, I think one thing down the road and after the, in the life of a floor, usually if it's been down for a while, if you want to know if you have enough oil on it, you can, you know, drop a little water on the floor and see if it repels uh, away. There's like some protection on floor or if it doesn't, but um the next one is uh, following the manufacturer guidelines, and the challenge challenge be- is sometimes is that you don't know what's on the floor. Um, that you know some of these floors, uh, and even the, like the the reps don't know what's on the floor, or it may have changed over the time over the years. So there there's uh, there's the universal uh, cleaners you can use. Uh, you know we we make one. We have competitors, obviously, that make one. Uh, so um, there you go for that. Number the next one is plastic rubs, plastic rubs, plastic or rubber backing on the rugs that can turn the floor black. Um, and in all fairness, it could, this could happen to a urethane floor, a pre-finished floor, a site-finished floor as well. But you definitely want to be careful of the air. What's that rep, uh, website, Rob? You mean the one that I've once asked a you. month, <laughs> once a month, once a my my once a month I get a call from Wayne. Hey. What's the carpet, the carpet backing that we recommend? And I mean, you've been asking me this for years. Literally once a month, I probably call and ask you this. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I think you're putting me on. No, it's really that bad. And you really still don't know. Even, it's, I mean. It's, is it rug something? No. It, this is like two weeks ago. I can look at my text. <laughs> I know. Two weeks ago, you asked me this. I always think it's going to be the last time I ever ask you. Nomove.com. Spell it. N-O-M-U-V. So it looks like MUV, but they pronounce okay. it nomove.com. Okay. And it's the carpet backing that we recommend that won't harm finishes. Our finishes. Okay? But okay. I, I'm, I don't know about the oil. 
Okay. Well, you know what I mean? Just, Would that be? Don't use plastic or rubber backing. So, there you go. All right. Don't overuse no, the. No move.com. They should send me a t shirt or something. They should, yeah. A big one. And then you should, you should um, split it with me because of all the times I bring it up. <laughs> yeah, actually, are you working for them now? Because you do mm-hmm. ask a lot. You sell, you've sold a lot of that. No, It's embarrassing how many times I've asked you that. It is crazy. So when okay. Kyle and Rebecca, my daughter and son-in-law, when they bought their house, you know, I, I got to do the floors. And they were in pretty good shape, so I went in and uh, – just gave him a real good screen and coat, couple of coats of traffic, and the floors look actually I use natural. So the floors look great, you know. And she says to me, um, you know, we're gonna do some, you know, a couple of area rugs. Uh, what should I and I go, Oh, you know, call Wayne, he'll tell you, you know, mm-hmm. no move.com. Yeah. So I tell her, here you go, no move.com. She calls me back the next day. She goes, um you know is there anything else that those no move mats they're kind of expensive and i'm like you're kidding me right you got the floors Floors for free free yeah the floors didn't cost you anything yeah Yeah. your brother and i were there for two days you paid nothing for the floors zero and you can't meet me halfway Mm -hmm. that's funny i think i think yeah yeah. Yeah. She was like, well, I guess you put it that way. I was like, yeah. 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 So I know. So for the listeners, yes, I guess it's, I guess they're expensive, but there's a reason that, that that's the one that we recommend because we know it's not going to harm the finish. There you go. All right. Next one is, and this is very common, is overusing, over, <clears throat> excuse me, overusing the cleaner. Now, picture it like, like uh, hand lotion. Okay. If you were to take hand lotion, put it on your hands and not work it into your hands and not, you know, work it into your hands and whatever, mm-hmm. just leave it on your hands. That's what you'll be doing if you use too much oil on a floor. So make sure you, you know, really saturate the, the wood, get the wood nice and, you know, drive it, the oils into the wood. But it should be like uh, almost like putting uh, hand lotion on your hands. Uh, the oil, the, the floors need that oil. Okay, that's, that's, that's how they, that's, that's when they're healthy um but you don't want to saturate them usually an indication that you have too much oil on the floor is it can have like a hazy appearance to it or you're leaving footprints okay in which case i would get out a buffer probably a low speed buffer with a white pad 3m white pad thick white pad and just buff start buffing that again and uh, flipping the pad over and getting some of that oil off and driving the the oil into the floor okay now is that that's for the uv stuff right Yes. Would our products work on that? Um, we have cleaners for for uh, uh, you know like a uh, a universal cleaner that we have for 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 oil floors. Yes, but not the Craft Oil soap and Craft Oil care. Yeah, that's our cleaners. Okay. Yeah. Well, if if let me, I'm going to okay. give you a little tutorial on those two cleaners. Okay. Please do. I'm going to make it simple so you can understand exactly what they do okay okay we have two we have craft oil soap and we have craft oil care you understand you with me so far you're talking to me 
Yeah, I'm talking to you. Well, of course I'm with you. Because it looks like you're looking around. You're not paying attention. You're looking for pumpkin pie that's a couple days away. Yeah, but you're you're explaining. Here's this what to... you're gonna do. Okay, I want you to picture me in the shower. Mm. Yeah, so picture I... me in the shower. Yeah. And when I'm washing my hair, I'm using mm. what? I'm using shampoo. Yeah. Right. The shampoo. That's a craft oil soap. Soap is shampoo. Right. Then you rinse all that out. And that's what's the next thing I'm going to do from my hair conditioner. That's the care. The care is the nourisher, the conditioner, just like you're nourishing your hair, conditioner in your hair. That's what craft oil soap and craft oil care does. Now, everybody listening knows the difference. Think of me in the shower and that's what the soap does. And that's what the care does. So I love that analogy. But yeah, could you have not have used somebody else? No, I wanted it to be me. That way, it's mm. burned in in your head. It's it's burned in their head. That certainly is mine. Yeah. Okay, that was weird. At um, a sales at a sales meeting, Nick Larson asked me to describe that, and Shearston was there, and I did it. I said the whole thing, the whole shower scene. Oh, nice shower yeah. scene and, and yeah the shower scene and i'm still here maybe Beautiful. she was on a she might have been on a call or something but yeah right. or maybe it it was different you know breaking it down into swedish or english or something but maybe it meant uh, something different but what's this sweetest word for creep because i may have <laughs> think i think i heard like creepo or something i don't know um, <laughs> creepy all right yeah um not enough oil Okay, a close second to, to too much oil. Uh, as I said, these floors need the oil. That's what, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a, a, a example. I, uh, I, I went out to, I was working for a manufacturer at the time and uh, this homeowner complained about her oil. Still breathing? Yeah. Okay. Um, I went out to uh, a floor, the homeowner was complaining that, that she bought this floor, she purchased this floor, just a, you know, nine months, 10 months ago, whatever. And it looked absolutely horrible and really thought, man, you know, I spent a lot of money on this floor. It looks awful. It's a hard oil wax floor and uh, I'm just not happy at all. So manufacturer rep went out, I went with them and uh, went out there and we re-oiled that floor. And when we opened the door and walked in there, I thought, holy smokes, these floors look hammered. I mean, they absolutely look terrible. And uh, it was a kitchen, but it was a dining room off the kitchen as well, and another couple hallways. And um, we reoiled that floor, and when we left, it looked absolutely stunning. Stunning when we left. It just tells you what proper maintenance will do. And then here's the nice thing about once you these things that I'm talking about, what could go wrong? Usually, when you educate the homeowner, get them on the right track, you never hear the problems. You never hear the problems again from them once they understand it. Um, so and look, it's it's, uh, it's it's kind of ironic to me because the last floor I ever did in my life, uh, I could have put any fitting, I could have put traffic or whatever I wanted on that floor. And I chose to go with two coats of, of uh, our craft oil. And it's interesting because back, back in the nineties, after I stopped, after the single components came out, I told myself, nope, I'm done. I'll never use these floors again. And yet the last floor I ever did, which by the way, over the year. 
Cue the music, people. That's what he put on floor of the year. I can hear it. Can you hear it? Yeah. I can hear it. Oh, yeah. I hear it I'm afraid it's going to go away sometime, but it hasn't yet. Hmm. Okay. There are some people that say when you oil these floors and have an oil floor, that mm -hmm. the floor is, you have to treat it like it's still living. Nourishing yeah. it, cleaning it, nourishing it, that kind of thing. Yeah. I love the natural look, right? I mean, I, and I do think the, these floors down the road get so much better looking. The patina is beautiful. I mean, some of the advantages, I mean, they when the if you get a small scuff or scratch, they, you don't notice them as much. They're, you can easily repair areas without, with one exception I'll get to later, without having to uh, sand and finish the whole floors. By the way, when I talked about the pre-finished uh, uh, hard oil wax floors, and putting acrylic in them sometimes uh when you scratch those they can get a white scratch in them just like uh just like a, a, a you know a urethane floor so um i make a pretty good argument for for going with a a site finish uh two component product um all right so where am i at here um yeah, urethane versus oil the homeowners walked on urethane her whole life you know, and you, you'll hear this a lot. Well, well, my other floors didn't do this. Don't you hate that? Wouldn't that, that's one of the worst things you could hear from a homeowner. My other floor, blah, blah, blah. Or my other, when we had our other floors, especially if you sanded the floors. In my other house, yeah. Yeah, my other house, they didn't do this. Or or if you sanded the <clears> floors, and she goes, my other floors didn't have that. You're the guy that sanded it. You know their other floors were hammered. <laughs> you know their other floors look terrible. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? I remember real quick. Uh, you were living with urine before I yeah. got here. Yeah. And now you're complaining about a squeak. We had a, a floor that was pretty close to natural finish. And then we went with a darker, like more of an antique color to it. And when we got done, it was a sand and finish, mind you. We had installed no floors. There was one cortisol board in the middle of the floor that she goes, what happened to this board? I go, I mean, it's just the grain. She goes, no, 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 it wasn't like that. And she's like, you know, got her <laughs> finger up. Wasn't like that before. <laughs> I, I said, ma'am, I mean, what could we have, what could we have done to it? We didn't sand, we didn't replace any boards. You know, you notice the grain takes each board individually. That's the beauty of hardwood floors. It's, you know, uh, I mean, and that's why you buy hardwood floors. But she was convinced that we did something to that particular board. So, um, so she may have been walked on urethane floors her whole life, and just you know, the expectations again. I'll go back to point of sale where that conversation maybe didn't happen or it happened uh, to where the degree of where it needed to be. Um, the, another one is common is we use all the recommended products. I mean, we, you know, we know what we're supposed to use. We've been using what we're supposed to use, but over the course of time, the floors have gotten dirty and sometimes the soil in the floor the, in the, that's been kind of grinded into the floor, walked into the floor, when they clean the floor, they didn't do a good enough job. Sometimes you got to get on your hands and knees and really, really wipe that floor, almost like you're wiping off a stain. And uh, do a, 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 especially when it comes to these textured floors, um, wire brush floors, maybe hand scraped floors, uh, that they're not cleaning them good enough at first. Okay. Now let's get to Saru's floors. The two-tone floors, the like a like a you have a dark background and you have a frost on top of that, which is a very popular look. Maybe you have a gray background and a white on top of that. 
which I love those looks, but they are more difficult to do repairs on. Okay. So it's not a bad idea. If you know you have a high traffic area, say a kitchen, for instance, that they, they like that look, but knowing the maintenance involved, and if you have to do a repair, they may not live up to their expectations. Uh, going with a two-component water-based finish over top of it uh, might be the way to go. You know, we have Naturel. We've got low, very low-sheen products. And when we came out with Bona Craft Oil, one of the things that was important to us was it was compatible with our water-based finish. So that's not a bad idea to have that conversation. And like I said, when we talk about buyer's remorse with this type of product, sometimes with their first feeling is, wow, I really love that low sheen look. And then pretty soon it, 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 they go to their friends' houses that have oiled floors or a little shiny or whatever. And all of a sudden they think to themselves, their floor looks lifeless and dull. Well, if there is a buyer's remorse, I know with craft oil, some other products out there, you can recoat these with a, you always use a two component water base uh, finish on top of these. Well, especially with the bonus system and the bona craft oil and traffic HD, they're both a nice cyanate hardener. So correct. They're just going to yeah. stick to each other like magnets. Yep. So let's talk about maintenance a little bit. When we, when we came out, I remember years and years ago when we, we were going to come out with this product in America. And we brought contractors from the East Coast, um, Miami, down in Florida, and we brought contractors from the West Coast, San Francisco and LA, and we brought contractors from New York. Because you know when, when trends happen in America, usually the way it works, it starts on the East Coast, West Coast, New York, and it works away to middle America, right? So we brought a bunch of contractors in, and, and these were studs, these were phenomenal contractors that did a lot of this type of work. And we asked them, what do you like about this type of floors? What don't you like about it? Blah, 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 the whole process. And then the conversation came to maintenance. And this would really kind of surprise me. Where I thought some of them would be saying, yeah, well, the maintenance is kind of a negative. To a man, they said, no, the maintenance is one of the best things. I mean, this, this, we love the maintenance. This is very, really easy money. Because, you, like I said, when that, we made such a dramatic effect when we went to that lady's home that complained about it, you know, it was two of us that spent three quarters of a day and really one of us could probably done the job, you know? Um, and, um, it was easy money. It was beautiful looking. And, um, uh, so it is, uh, uh, I put it down in the plus column for these type of floors. Creates a maintenance opportunity. Yeah. And so, I'm in the same, uh, I'm in the same boat you were in. Um, uh, because uh, during the classes, I'm always talking about, remember, if you're going to sell this or, or apply it, you got to talk about the maintenance. You got to have that number. And this one guy spoke right up. It was in New Jersey. He spoke right up and he's like, I love this stuff. He goes, I'm pushing it like crazy. Reason for it, he loved the maintenance opportunity. Yeah. He was doing great at it, making great money, easy work, he said. He was selling it to the class, not me. So he actually, he sold me on, you know, don't think of the maintenance opportunity as a negative. Think of it as a positive. Yes. Um, I have some bonus information later. Uh, but uh, when, you, um, when you clean these floors, you don't want to, these are floors you don't want to saturate with a lot of water because you, you know, you'll start robbing the uh, floor of oils. 
if you have uh, spills, you can clean them up quickly. There's cleaners you can use for these products. Um, and um, that's pretty much if something goes wrong with these floors, it's usually one of those things. And like I said, nine times out of 10, it's maintenance related. I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Last, one of the last episodes we had Ken Peterson on, uh, a retailer contractor extraordinaire up in Canada who did a great job talking. We had a really good discussion about retail and uh, also got a lot of good feedback on that from contractors and what have you. But there's, we didn't get to everything I wanted to talk about and uh, in, in the interest of time. So there's a, one, there's a couple things I wanted to say. Um, you know, we talk about a lot of times when you talk have homeowners, you offer a good, better, best. Uh, just one thing that was interesting when I, when I was talking to somebody else, where they said, let's say you have a, a low-end product, and that low-end product is at, at $1, just for, for just to throw round numbers out there. You know, you, the homeowner sees this product, you want low-end product, here it is, it's $1. And here, here's our high-end product is at $5. So if they meet in the middle, the you know, mid-range product is going to be around $3 a square foot, okay? So let, let, but let's say instead of doing that, you, you, um, your low end product was uh, uh, $1 and your high end product was $13. The mid range product would be now $7 a foot. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So just by a, a strategy of your pricing could make a hell of a difference at the end of the year on, on uh, you know, it, it just changes the whole perspective and conversation. Where now, you know, $13, now, wow, that's a lot of money. But seven dollars sounds a whole lot better than that. That's that's yeah, we can afford that. Well, also a dollar sounds like why would I ever put anything in my house that was for a buck? True, but I'm just using you know round numbers just for for example. No, I get what you mean, but if it's that crazy, yeah. I'm looking yes. at that's that's got to be a cheap cheap product. I wouldn't want if yes. it's that much of a ratio. Correct. Yeah. Um, it's nothing, nothing like to when someone guides you to you to the cheap products without even knowing what your expectations are. Um, <laughs> my uh, friends went to uh, my friends went to uh, they're they're young kids, but they're they're nurses. They they got they they got it going on. They're young and they got a lot of money, and they were in um, Florida in what one of those Lulus or one of those uh, you know shops that all all the people are shopping at, and they're expensive, you know. Uh, and the sales lady brought him right to the, uh, to the racks of where everything was on sale. I mean, and, and they were insulted by it. You know what I mean? Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, didn't the car salesman do that to you? I talk about that. I was going to use it as an example, but I think I've talked about it so much, but yeah, yeah he brought done me that one a lot. Yeah. He looked yeah. at you and said, Oh, this guy's a bump. Yeah. yeah. Here's there a cheap trucks. Here's yeah. some used stuff over here. Yeah. When, yeah. So um, uh, the second thing is um, uh, changing your website. And a big one that really helped a lot of guys is changing the uh, web to texting, a web to text messaging on their website. Uh, that's a nice option to really keep the, the clients there longer and to uh, engage with them a whole lot better than not having that, that process. And the last thing is I've talked about this book before. But I heard another person talk about it, the book that changed their life is the E-Myth book. So there's E-Myth Revisited. Uh, I can't say enough about that book. It really was, uh, you know, it, 
it was I was like 25 years in the business before I, I read that book. And I have to say, this is the one book that changed everything for me. Um, and Why? another, uh, be, because when I read that book, every single page I was turning was making me sicker to my stomach. Uh, and I, cause I was the guy in the book and I, I told a story before why I met this, a retailer, very, very, not a retailer, a distributor, very, very successful distributor. Um, and he told me, he goes, you know what? I was 20 years out in the business. I, I wanted to have two or three stores. I want to be more successful, but I was at the point when I realized, well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm never going to have more than one store. So this is what it is. And uh, a guy came by and visited him and uh, said, look, there's, this guy's doing a seminar uh, this Friday, if you'd like to come by. And um, he goes, I blew the kid off because, uh, you know, he's a young kid. What's he going to teach me? He's right out of college. And the guy goes, no, you really, if somehow he convinced the guy to go to the, the, to the convention. Well, the, it was about this book. The guy bought the book. And now he doesn't know I read the book. He's telling me this story. I've never said anything about this book. And this guy said, so I bought the book, that E-Myth book. And he said, word for word, what I said, he goes, Wayne, at every turn of the page, I was getting sicker to my stomach because I was the same guy in that book. I said, I cannot believe it. I can't believe you're saying that right now. He goes, why? I said, because I had the exact same experience. So it talks about being able to scale and how, and how to grow and what have you. So um, the last book is a book called Traction. I, I uh, met a guy in a, in a uh, presentation who said, uh, and this guy's bought multiple, multiple stores, uh, retail stores, over $10 million a piece. And he said, by far and away, the best book he's ever read, read is for business is a book called Traction. So there you go. I just want to throw those out there because it might help somebody somewhere. And I'd also the retail episode, I want people to take away as a negative that, um, you know, oh, what's the point? I mean, it's too hard to do and what have you, because obviously some people are wildly successful at it. So there you go. Did you want to yawn one more time before the episode is over or breathe? No, I'm good. Nope. Good. Yeah. Feeling good. Yeah. Move move some papers around maybe. uh... No, no. I, I think that was you moving papers around. Uh, well, it could have been both of us, but mine were actually for the Yours show. Yours were very, very important, and yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> I get it. We all get it. <laughs> my, my important, my papers were important. Yours your, were not. Your papers are always more important than mine. Yes. 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 Thank you. Well, thank you, Rob. Yeah. I even wrote down the books that uh, I'll never read. How'd you spell traction? Now you don't have to tell me. T r a c t i o n. You got it. Okay. Sorry I did that to you. That was insulting. I got the, I got the belt on that one. You know, I uh, speaking of that, I, I saw a video um, the other day, and it uh, you could probably relate to this because you coached. Um, this guy said uh, when, uh, you know, he coaches Little League, and when players would show up late for Little League, he would always belittle him because, oh, yeah, you're finally here. Well, uh, nice to have you here, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he would he'd make him run laps or whatever. And then he started realizing that kid had no, it's his parents that brought him there late. It wasn't the kid's fault. 
So instead of uh, instead of belittling the kids for being late, he would uh, say, "Look, at least when you get out of the car, run to practice. All right, we're happy to have you here, but do do me a favor and run run to practice from the car." And that was it. And he stopped he stopped being like passive aggressive like that. So there you go. I hope you learned something from that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, thanks. I do. <laughs> Why, why would anybody yell at a 12 year old for being late? Of course, it's the parents. Yeah. All parents right. Yes, there you go. Uh, what else do I know? I was going to throw in a recipe I learned the other day for for crumb cakes, but I, I think I'll stop right there. <laughs> All right, Rob, listen, this is the last time I'm going to see you uh, before Thanksgiving. I know um, you uh, this is a great holiday for you guys to spend time with your family. Uh, for our contractors, I hope you everybody gets a chance to spend time with your family and uh, and wind down a little bit and have enjoy some time to yourselves. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we greatly appreciate it, and uh, um, hope everybody has a wonderful holiday weekend. There you go. This has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode. Oh.